When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Hello and welcome to the It's All Cobbles to Me preview show, the fan-led podcast all about Northampton Town's next match. I'm Danny Brothers and I'm here with Charles Commons to take a look ahead to this Saturday's trip to Gillingham as the Cobblers focus well and truly on the league. How are you, Charles? (laughs) Oh, good, thank you, mate. Yeah, Yeah. uh, You ready to focus on the league, Charles? How are you? I'm I'm ready for a tough tough game at Gillingham. (laughs) That the official line. Yeah. That is the official line. Ready for a Good tough stuff. game. Those that Good know stuff. will know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, earlier, earlier this week, Charles, we released the uh, t- latest team talk episode, uh, focusing all about the NTFC women. Mm. Uh, uh, we talked about how they got through to the FAWNL plate second round after the three-two win against Lincoln at Sixfield. You can hear a lot more about that on that episode. What an afternoon it was, Charles. Good you were fun. there. I enjoyed it. I loved it. It was really mm. good. We've got, got some good interviews after the game, so if you haven't listened to that, uh, go and give that a listen now. Uh, the women have also been reinstated into the FA Cup. Yes. Charles, yes, back in it after Lincoln City... Um, Lincoln United. Fielded. Lincoln United, United, sorry. Too many Lincoln Lincolns. United. Too many Lincolns, spoil the broth. Um, Lincoln United fielded an ineligible player, so we're back in the Cup and we host Dronfield Town on Sunday. Uh, so get on down to half or I think it's half one for that mm-hmm. one, isn't it? To to check that one out. Yep. Um, the men are out of the cup though. Oh, don't That's remind me. Out the out the FA Cup, beating one 0 at Chesterfield. We didn't get a main pod on it this week for many technical reasons for that. But it's it mainly mainly being what, Daddy? 
mainly being a massive storm in Bristol, <laughs> knocking out my internet. Um, I, I say massive storm, it's more wind, I think. The whole street just got conked out of internet. Um, Neil was somewhere in London, I think. There was all sorts going on. Um, but it's probably and no for the one best. wanted to hear just the solo no part to, of me that, going, no, no, no oh, moaning we're about out the of all loss. the cops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. woe is us. <laughs> <laughs> out of all the cops before bonfire night again. It's uh, always good. It's the only but, way uh, to do it, Danny. It's the only yeah. way to do it. Let's well, let's just bring in someone who's not out of all the cups. Uh, please welcome to the preview show, James Hawkins from the ME7 podcast. How are you, James? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Probably the silliest question of the night to ask how you are after Tuesday night's antics. <laughs> yeah, I mean, had you asked me on Monday night, um, it would have been, it would have been, oh, well... Um, yeah, not uh, just just expecting expecting um, a defeat after defeat after defeat, which is which is normally what we were going through. Um, and and quite frankly, the the Gillingham way is not to go and beat a National League North side in the FA Cup on Saturday, but to go and beat a Premier League side on on Tuesday night. It's it's just Gillingham, and 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 that's what what I've been through for the past twenty years since I've supported them. So. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? So you followed up the the one one draw at Fylde, um, f- pretty much how your season's gone so far, I think. But then completely out of the blue, turn up to Brentford after walk to the ground because there was some protesters blocking some of the M twenty five, and yeah. you just couldn't. The team couldn't get to the ground, so the team had to get off the bus. Well, apparently there was a, a whiteboard on the bus as well, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, board, uh, yeah, Neil ha- yeah. Neil Neil Harris said um said that um luckily he had a tactics board um <laughs> on the coach. Um, I don't know what the hell that's doing there. <laughs> I'm picturing one of those little ones you know they give out to schools yeah. these days, little to yeah. the little white ones that they give yeah, out to I kids was, at schools. Yeah, I was, I was, I'm kind of picturing one of those double decker <laughs> buses and, and and the whole team surrounding him on the lower part of the of the bus, and he's kind of next to the board while he tries to teach a bunch of kids on how um, on how to set up tactically to go and stop Ivan Tony, which. Um, they didn't after after five minutes, but but they stopped him for the rest of the game. Um, yeah, but apparently that to climb fences and and climb gates, which I'm not sure I believe. But um, they <laughs> they they apparently did that and then rocked up to a Premier League stadium and and went and beat them on penalties. Which, which a fact for you, um, we've played in three penalty shootouts this season and not lost any of them. Ooh. And, we've and scored, you scored every penalty, right? every penalty as well. Yeah, which uh, yeah. Was it. yeah. It's yeah. so 18, 18 penalties. And just Send us to the World Cup. That's- <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For a long, long time, I have advocated doing what they do in field hockey, where they have uh, penalty corner takers that come on just for that purpose. Maybe what we oh, should well, we do... We tried that in the Euros, though, Charles, didn't we? Mm. Oh, well, hmm, yeah. Uh, well, maybe what, what, I'm, what I'm thinking here, though, is that we just we just bring on the whole of Gillingham's team just for the shootouts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, you could but, you mentioned um, like climbing over fences and stuff. When I, I had to double check you weren't playing Luton when I, when I saw that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to get to the ground. But Brentford have got, a, you mentioned Ivan Tony, a decent team they put out. Like Damsgaard was playing, I think. They've got a yeah. really decent team out. You're like, clearly trying to get somewhere he, in the competition. Yeah, he, um, he, he, he only had, he, well, he had exactly the same squad um, that he picked for the, for the Premier League game on uh, at, the, at the previous weekend. And I think he only made a few changes, which he even said in his in his interview after that he was fully fully taking it seriously and um, he was fully going for it. I mean, 
yeah, I, I unfortunately um, didn't go to the game last night, but <laughs> 21% possession with only one shot on target is, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, but credit, credit, credit to us, credit to us in, in all fairness. Um, we've had a, we've had a sorry state of affairs season. Um, and, and whether that actually gives us the much needed boost that we, we need, maybe, um, it, it, it might do. Um, but, um, yeah, we were, Fair, 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 fair play to us. We've we've gone and knocked out of a Premier League side. So, yeah. Do you, do you think, Danny, maybe that in years gone by, when the Cobblers have done quite well in the cups, especially in the League Cup? So, if we go back to say, oh, go go back to twenty ten for for Liverpool knocking Liverpool out, right? Um, we weren't we weren't particularly having a great season in the league. I remember at the time actually speaking to uh, friends of my Cobblers mates, saying we were having a discussion about whether. Having beaten Liverpool at Anfield, whether we actually would have minded being relegated, because would that have made up for almost you know the rest of the the season being awful? And obviously we didn't go down, but it feels like sometimes teams have really poor league campaigns, but for some reason the cup just works, and they go on a little bit of a run, and they'll get through to you know four or five different rounds before eventually they get knocked out, and you know they surpass. Their feelings. I'm wondering, James, whether not that obviously you want that to be the case this year. You don't want to have a poor league <laughs> no. season, no. but I'm just wondering whether you think that that is the same thing for for Jills. I think the thing is, I think it's because the the pressure comes off. I think it's the the, the fact of um, it's a it's a one hit kind of kind of game. If you get beat, so what? You're out. You're kind of you're out of the cup. That's it. It's, it's done, isn't it? Um, I know the money side of things and, and, and probably as a business, the, the directors and the board want you to go as far as you possibly can. But as a management and a set of players, it's kind of a, yeah, a one hit sort of, uh, uh, I'll, I'll kind of, we'll go for it. If we lose, we lose. If we don't, we don't. Um, and, but saying that, I would, in all fairness, I would have taken us going out last night but being in the playoffs in League Two, so um, yeah, it's catch twenty two in it, I guess. Yeah, it's it's that the pressure is the word, isn't it? I think because Neil Harris said after the game that he just told him to go and enjoy himself, didn't he? Mm. And like, especially for the penalty shootout, and you just think if you're having a season like you are, to suddenly go into a game where you're thinking oh, there's no pressure on it when you're, mm. you're fighting and fighting to score goals to get points and to get out of the situation you're in, it's, it must have been nice for him just to have to rock up somewhere and. And have the journey that they had to get into the ground and stuff, and to yeah. to just chill, to, to relax and just do the thing. But does that like does that almost frustrate you a little bit that you can put in a performance like that? That's... Yeah, I think the thing is, Danny. I think defensively has never been a problem for us this year. Um, if you look at our statistically, we, we're one of the we're one of the sides in the league that that don't let many go. We've actually, in all fairness, we've got a top half defensive record. Um, it's just. The other end, we can't score goals, and that is the, that is that is the problem. Is that if we had a couple of strikers that were that could hit double figures for us, we're a, we are we're a playoff side, um, mm. but we can't score goals. We can't we cannot put the ball in the back of net. We've got obviously Mika Mandron who who scored scored last night, but he doesn't score enough goals for us. Scott Cashkett doesn't score enough goals for us. Lewis Walker doesn't score enough goals for us. Like and that's that is the issue, and that's what Neil Harris has been saying. Um, 
for a while now and and we and, and like a frustrating one is that we were beaten by Exeter on on deadline day to Harry Smith. Um he went to Exeter and barely kicked a football for him. Um we were in the market all summer for Paul McCallum from Dagenham. Um and we just didn't get it over the line. Um so yeah, that's that's never been an issue. But whether it gives us confidence now, I don't know. Is it going to change us sticking the ball in the back of the net? I doubt it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I find it. I find it ridiculous. I mean, I'm just looking at the lead table now and looking at the goals for column. Mm. I, I actually, I, I'm, I'm sure that I'm reading this wrong. Six goals yes. in the league all season. I know. I know. The next lowest scorers are Rochdale with 13. So more yeah. than double what you guys have got. And that, as you yeah. say, I mean, we do a, a, a weekly bonus episode called The Basement Tales where we look at the rest of the League Two fixtures uh, for our Patreon team, patreon.com forward slash cobbles to me. Mm. And uh, always get it in there, Danny, come on. Um, and, and Danny spent a good portion of this season so far brushing all your results into the corner, <laughs> i.e. just mentioning the result and not talking about anything else about it because mm. essentially they were all 1-0. Mm. nil nil you know mm. like you say your defensive record isn't that bad you know you've no. only conceded 17 you know everybody else in the bottom half has, has conceded pretty much either well either a couple of goals more than you or a ton more than you so mm. you aren't doing badly defensively it is clearly a goal scoring problem that yeah. you've got I mean, obviously, Neil Harris did have an awful lot of problem. I remember last season, obviously, you went down last day of the mm. season in the end that you that you eventually get relegated. There was mm. hope for a little while there, I think it's fair yeah. to say for you. Um, but I remember Neil Harris saying in a, in a post-match interview, I think it was, about how there were maybe only seven players contracted for you and none of them were going to be here this season and he was going to essentially have a whole clear-out. And then that clear-out, didn't really happen to the no. effect that it sounded like he wanted to happen. No. And I know that there's issues with, with the ownership and stuff like that and fans not being happy with uh, Paul Scully. Is that right? Paul Scully, yeah. Scully, yeah. 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 And um, it, it seems to be that the frustration comes down to whether or not he's really backing the managers, Steve Evans, before Neil Harris as well. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he, he he's actually taken an extended break from the football club now. Um, and it's a, it's a co-chairman um, with a guy called Paul Fisher, who used to be involved in the football club the best part of about 20 years ago. Um, a background on him is that he is or was the CEO of a lot of the, um, or a main business that look after all of the race courses um, around the country. So he's a part of, a very kind of wealthy sort of background. Um, but he isn't kind of prepared at the moment to put his kind of harder money in um, and he's looking for investment. There has been rumours and very, very strong rumours to a point of we, it, 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 there are strong rumours that it is going to an EFL approval that we are about to be taken over by an American consortium. Um, whether that actually materialises, do not know. Going off what Harris said last night in his press conference was that something is happening um, because he mentioned about New Horizons 
um, being not too far away. Um, but like you said, Charles, he did mention that in his press conference after the Rotherham game when we got relegated, that all seven of the players were going to go that were under contract. All seven are still here, um, unfortunately. Um, and that isn't down to anyone other than really the fact of the budget wasn't put in place for the management team. I spoke to Harris himself at a pre-season game during the summer and he told me quite quite openly what targets and who he was going for um, and whether we were going to get them. He didn't know. Um, and then two weeks later, a £300,000 court injunction got put against the, the chairman and the board. Um, and bang, <laughs> those targets didn't materialise. Um, so I feel very sorry for Neil Harris um, and the management. Are those set of players what he wanted? No. They're not good enough. Um, they're nowhere near good enough. I know a lot of people will sit there and go, well, hang on a minute, you knocked out a Premiership side on penalties last night. But I would honestly probably go as far as saying that this set of players are the worst set of players I've seen in the best part of about 20, 20 odd years. Um, it is the worst squad we've had in a long, long, long time. It's not It's not good enough. It is not a good enough side. Um, just because we beat Brentford on penalties, fine. Every squad and every team has their, their time in the limelight, I guess. But it doesn't gloss over the fact of we've had a pretty pathetic can league campaign and we shouldn't be 20, 21st in League 2 in the grand scheme of things. Uh, we, we, we haven't got a goal-given right to be, to be up there. But notoriously, Gillingham sides have always done well in League 2. We've always done well in League 2. We've never been at the basement of it. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, on the league campaign that we've had, we deserve to be where we are. And do I still think we've got every chance to get relegated with current set of players? Yeah, yeah, I do. I think we've got every chance of getting relegated with the current set of players. I think that's fascinating because really, you look at any team that comes down from, from League One, they always, kind of, fans-wise, I mean, they expect to bounce back up pretty much straight away. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth here, James. You sound very defeatist about mm. it, almost, and that's that's not great. And that that must mean that it's basically not fun being a Gillingham fan at the minute. Not at all. Not at all. I I I like I said to you earlier on is that I've been I've been a Jules fan for 20 years now. It was it was 20 years this year. I've I've been a fan so. I've been through relegations and promotions with this dual side and um, or with the football club as such. And I've never felt so disconnected and so kind of not even bothered, not even fussed on what happens on a Saturday or a Tuesday. Um, and it was great that we won on, we obviously won on penalties last night and it was brilliant and it felt very much like, those are the nights that you, you, you're a fan of the lower league clubs for a reason and things like that because it means they have a lot more. But do I expect us to, to host you guys on Saturday and get anything from it? 
no, I don't. You're you're obviously doing very well in the league, and you're 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 flying high. Um, and I fully expect you to come to Priestfield Saturday and give us a hiding <laughs> because <laughs> that's the way the league campaign has gone for us. Um, and it's weird. It is weird to feel like that because the uh, I think for the first time in 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 so many years when we got beat by Mansfield 2-0 the other month, I booed the players off the pitch and I've never done that. I've never booed the players off the pitch and it was for one reason. They didn't show they cared. They didn't show they were even bothered to play in the dual show. And they might, they might come out and say, oh, we're bothered by this, bothered by that, bothered by this. But <sighs> teams are running more than us. Teams are giving more effort than us. Teams are ultimately sticking in the ball, ball in the back, back of the net more than us. But quite frankly, we aren't good enough. We aren't good enough. And I will go as far as saying is that if we are not taken over in January and Harris is given a little bit of money by either the current ownership or the new ownership, we have got every chance of being in the National League come the end of the season. 100%. Jeez. Yeah, I think that to me, it's always like a team like Gilliam come down. I've, I've always associated you with with bouncing straight back up or at least being in the mix. Like we probably put you in the in the predictions for top seven solely for Neil Harris, solely for for that reason that the fact we thought he was a decent manager without knowing the ins and outs of it. Like what, especially home games. I think when when you're in a position like that, we've struggled ourselves um, a few years ago. Where home games are just not fun, like you say, we, most people just wanted to go away because home games were not fun at all. Because it's just, it's the atmosphere is just horrific. Like, do you expect that to be different at all on Saturday after what happened on Tuesday night? That- Poten- pot- potentially, p- people have probably got a little bit of hope and kind of that that feeling of all right, like you've shown us what you can do against the Premier League side yeah. now. Let's try and gain some confidence and and kick on from here. Um, and hopefully they, hopefully we do. Hope, ho- hopefully that is the catalyst now to, to kick us on and and because we've shown it, it, that the team talk is done for Neil Harris on Saturday, isn't it? Is that he says, all right, if you can do that against the Premier League side, you can go and do it in League Two. Um, his team talk is done for him Saturday, um, and it will be extremely, extremely disappointing if we do not follow up on Saturday because. Saturday's game against Northampton means a hell of a lot more to me than last night. 100%. I would rather stay in League 2 rather than have a massive cut run, get to a quarterfinal, play a Manchester City or play a Chelsea. They're great nights out. But ultimately, if we end up in non-league in, in May, people forget about that. People forget about those nights. So, um, yeah, it's Saturday's massive. Saturday's massive for us because... If we can't kick on from Tuesday night now, we never will. We never will. Mm-hmm. And what's what's that like if we if Cobblers go one two nil up? What what's the atmosphere like? Do you think it will be toxic? So, it will be toxic. Yeah. Even be even toxic. after the midweek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. fans yeah. have had enough. Fans have had mm. enough. Fans. We've 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 go, we've caught that little bit of hope now. Of okay, there is something a little bit about this Gillingham side. There is something that we can deliver on the big stages. We can deliver. When the pressure is against us, we can beat good like because that Brentford side, don't take it away from Jules. That Brentford side was a good side last mm, night. They yeah. were a good side. 
strong side, a side that Thomas Frank would probably start in start in the Premier League. Um, so all credit where is credit due to the players and Harris last night. They got the tactics spot on, took them to a penalty shootout. And like Harris said last night, if we'd gone out on penalties, they'd already done themselves massive, massive credit. Um, but it is so, so important we go and kick on now. So important we go and kick on, 100%. Are you are you worried about Saturday with us at all? Do you, do you even look at Northampton in terms of like, you know, obviously form, but where we are in the league, all of that. I, I, do you wish that there was a different side that you were coming up against or are you quite happy with it? Or are you more of a, can't do anything about that, we face who we face, it's it's the way that the schedule is at the minute? Yeah, it, it, it is the way the, the, the schedule sits, Charles. I, I, the, I think the thing is, though, is that had we had a, had we had a side that's in and around us, sometimes that that's worse isn't it <laughs> um because they're they're under pressure as much as you are um so is it almost another free hit for us on saturday because that you guys are flying high you, you you're full of confidence you're playing well um, <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't but, <laughs> i wouldn't say yeah. that james but yeah, we are, yeah we're up yeah. there i get there but our form you're, is up, you're up we're there, there. Yeah. but but in terms of in terms of what in terms of teams in and around us, yeah, you 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 you're a side that 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 really we've we've got to be careful of um, because if we if we if we relax or or if or we go in with the attitude of oh we've beaten Brentford oh look at us like we're big time now um, you you'll suddenly you'll suddenly put us put us back down to earth um, so <laughs> hopefully hopefully um, yeah yeah yeah. Um, but the thing is, the thing is, is that with with this chill side, and you will quickly realise that if you go and score early, and you go and get a couple of goals early, the game will be over because we will not score more than two against you. Hundred percent, we won't score more than two against you. <laughs> there we go. It doesn't happen. There it is. Three it's, two income. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, say. yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be you like know, you know, like, you know that goal scored column, James. It's going up remarkably. I know what will happen. It, it'll be it'll be a comment from you, you guys on Saturday when we've gone and beaten you three one, and you're going to click this. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and and you'll go. You, 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 yeah, you should have you should have had a bet on it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm still not. I, it's weird, isn't it? Is that you'll probably speak to a lot of fans off the back of a off the back of a cup shock, and they're probably then full of confidence. But I'm being a realist. I'm. I am being a realist. Is that I've also got to look at us as as we've been shockingly bad in a in a in a abysmal league campaign for us. Um, can it kick us on? I hope so. <laughs> I really hope so. Let's um. Let's let's just talk very quickly then about how you actually, or how Neil Harris is trying to get you to play. What you know? Are you trying to play? Um, you know, I know it's League Two, but expansive football. Are you tr- just trying to get it up to the front and and hope that you can win that battle up there? To and, and as Keith Curl used to say a lot when he was in charge of us, uh, win the right to play football in the top third of the pitch. What what kind of Tactics and, and and the like and style wise, should we be expecting on Saturday? Yeah, um, he is trying to get us to play expansive football. Um, it isn't working <laughs> um, 
because ultimately we've not got the players to do it. And Harris is a kind of a manager that I have a lot of time for. I have a lot of respect for. He, he there is, uh, he's now got to a point where he is dividing the fan base of some want him to go, some want him to stay. Um, I'm very much of want him to stay because we're not going to get any better. Um, we're definitely not going to go and get any better than Neil Harris. That's for sure. Um, so he is playing expansive football. It isn't working. I think he should be playing more direct, certainly with Mika Mandron up front. By the way, for a big guy, he cannot, for the life of him, hold the ball up um, and doesn't win many, many balls in the air. Um, but I think he should... I think we should go to a, a style of we we go direct and we earn the right to play, a bit like Kiko used to stay in, in charge of you guys. We need to, we need to get... We need to play for that play that style because we're trying to play this tick attacker sort of possession football with a squad of players that aren't just good enough to do it and ultimately we've conceded a lot of goals from it because we'll play out from the back and we'll try and play and we'll try and play in our sort of our half and and third and we'll give the ball away and and then and then the problem is is that way the team is set up we'll get counted on and we'll concede goals um and and so yeah, that's the type of football you will you will get. You'll get expansive football from us. You'll get a team that likes to get the ball down and play and play through the thirds. We're not very good at it. Um, but uh, Harris is sticking to his philosophy, and I think he needs to look at it and bite the bullet on it and just say this: these players are not good enough. These players are just not good enough to do this. But that's yeah, that's what you'll get from us. <laughs> How do you solve the issue of the goals? What can you see? Anything that's there that can rejig, solve it? It's difficult, isn't it? When you're looking at a squad yeah. of players that aren't just good, aren't good enough, um, then then they're not they're not gonna they're not gonna turn into goal scorers overnight. Mikko Mandron um, is isn't a goal scorer, and he scored. He's our top goal scorer this season with with about five. Um, I think he scored all of them. <laughs> so um, I don't know. I don't know whether you set the team up in a, in a different way and you go with a bit more of an inverted forward and and you play you play almost three wingers up there and 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 you go Jordan Green, Scott Cashgate, and a Delican, and you take Mandron out of picture. I don't know, um, but I think at the moment we just need to try and get to January. And hopefully the new ownership comes into play or Harris is given some money to play with and we go and get a couple of forwards um, because those current forwards will not score goals. They will not score goals. You can try anything. They won't score goals. What happened with Dane Oliver at the end of last season? You said he was released, but it was because mm. that seemed like a, like a poor decision to me to let him go. Wasn't released. But, yeah. um, no. He wanted to move back up north. Um, because that's obviously ultimately where he's from. Um, so he wanted to go back up that way. He's just had um, a little baby um, and his wife wanted to go back up north, hence why he went and then side of Bradford. Um, was surprised that he stayed at this level, I must admit, um, when he went and scored 20 goals in his first season for us. And then yeah. I think he went and scored double figures in the second season. 
Um, so I thought he'd have a crack at League One, um, but obviously didn't. And now sitting on the bench for Bradford, which is a bit of a bizarre sort of move. I, I know he was at you guys, wasn't he? Mm. Um, and ultimately, I think he then rejected the contract and come to us. Is that right? I think is yeah. that what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what happened with Big V. But we we miss him. We miss him heavily um, because he he not only was a presence, but he knew where the bloody goal was uh, um, ultimately, and he was a he was a brilliant goal scorer for us. Because he never really was before he came to us. I don't. He never really sort of tore anywhere up when he went. So we, when he signed, I think we were all a bit like, "Oh, it's a journeyman kind of thing." But he grew and grew into us, and like we grew to love him because of his his work, his work rate. And as soon as Keith Cole got tapped into that and his work rate to to get him in the right positions, he did start to to hit. And but I think even we were child surprised with how many he scored in League One. Yeah, I didn't expect him to go that well at all. Yeah. To be fair, I mean, I think I think you you quite often find players that are on on an upward curve there's another Keith Curlism <laughs> another for Curlism, everyone yeah. <laughs> um, you know they, they find a bit of form and, and, and they, they do well and confidence is such a major part in football especially at, at our level and I think that's kind of that's kind of showing with um, you know the fact that Vidane hasn't set the world alight at Bradford Um you know, Andy Cook is taking all the the limelight up there. Uh, I'm not even sure if Verdane's getting a look in, you know, to start because of that. So it, it's one of those where I, I think, you know, obviously for him and his personal life, moving both from us to Gillingham and then obviously now from Gillingham up north to, to Bradford was probably the right decision for him at the time. But you do wonder whether or not he'd be you know, maybe sitting there and regretting the move slightly now, um, just because he obviously was doing well for you. He obviously felt, I, I say he felt at home, he clearly wanted to, you know, go back up north, but in, in a footballing sense, he clearly felt at home in that Jill side. But then you've lost so many players from that, you know, initial year that he was with you that maybe maybe in a way he, he saw that and decided to right that's enough this team has come to the end of its course essentially so time for me to go now I'd rather not struggle and be remembered poorly I suppose by by the Jills fans yeah I, I guess I guess you're probably right he, he wasn't the only, obviously the only one obviously Kyle Kyle Dempsey ended up leaving us and and Jordan Graham ended up leaving us and Connor Ogilvy ended up leaving us and and kind of Jack Bonham went to Stoke and um, the spine of that team just kind of almost fell apart in Steve Evans' hands. And and ultimately, I, I understand why he ended up then getting annoyed and, and ultimately it ended up the way we saw it ended up in him falling out with Scally, which was always going to happen one day. Um, but I have a lot of time for... For Steve Evans, I, I, I'm I'm probably very much one of the very few Jules fans who who thought he did an excellent job with us to top top half finishes, and um, I thought he did an outstand outstanding job with us, considering where we are now. Um, and he's he's probably staring at us and laughing at us because he's he's near the top of League Two with 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 a Stevenage squad that I actually think are on paper don't don't look the best, um, but he's doing. He's doing an extraordinary job, but 
yeah, it's 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 weird, isn't it? Is that Big V was was the was was the last cohort of those players to to say goodbye to us and um and ultimately I think that 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 hurt hurt us a lot us us as a fan base because I think we quickly realized that we're in a we're in a sorry state of affairs here because we've lost a we've lost a good set of players here and and ultimately we're we're staring we're staring the we're staring the national league in the face um and and we were coming out of one home game a while ago um actually I'm sorry to go kind of off course and um we we were saying us as a football club at the moment heavily heavily compares to Southend United massively massive massive comparisons to us and Southend United at the moment where they were in the they were in the top half of league 1 a while ago they lost all their good players they had an ownership that were very kind of arrogant and 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 wouldn't back the team or anything like that of course they ended up relegated they didn't put any sort of budget into the following year Everyone thought they were too big for League Two, but they didn't put any budget. They had a crap players, and look where they ended up. <laughs> and it is massive comparisons to this Gillingham side, and we're going that way. We are yeah. massively, massively going that same way as Southend, hugely. Is, is there anyone in there that you think can damage us? Like your your ones to watch. We got. I've took a look at your squad earlier. Um, Hakib Adaluk and who you yep. mentioned earlier, he seems yeah, yeah. to tear it up whenever he plays us for Scunthorpe Lincoln. I think it was. He just seems to have a he have one every every time he plays us. Um, mm. Mandron, you mentioned anybody else that's in there yeah. that could damage us? You think? Yeah, yeah. So we got um, a lively little winger uh, of the name of Jordan Green. Um, he was um, at Barnsley and Yeovil. Um, so he got his, he's moved to Barnsley when they were in the championship um, and he actually suffered from quite heavily mental health problems um, and quite had a few personal problems and, and fell out of love with the game um, for for quite a number of years um, and I don't know if you know them S.E. Dons um, he was he's good friends with them and went and played Sunday League football for them and come on trial with us um, this summer um, just Kind of, I think he was recommended to us, um, and he played in the first preseason games. And I've never seen anyone be as quick and direct and keep the ball as close to his feet as he po- as 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 quick as and, and as good as he can. Um, when Jordan gets going, good luck stopping him. <laughs> um, <laughs> See a start was he uh, impacts. Oh, Bit of both, bit of both. Harris has used him a bit of both. The only problem with him is that he's very lightweight. Um, he gets shoved over and kicked quite easily. Um, and if you kick him a couple of times, he don't he don't come back. Um, right. He's he, he's one of those type of 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 kind of of players. He likes to get stuck in, um, but if you boot him up, boot him up in the air three or four times, he probably he probably won't run you again. Um, so yeah, he so left he's right, one of those. So. He, he will play. He will play on the right. Right. Okay. I think he'd be right against Danny Haynes, Charles. <laughs> but um, maybe if Koike's back, potentially he might be in for a in for a battle. Mm. <laughs> but, mm. uh, but who Let's knows what our team's going to be like? We've got no idea. Sam Hoskins might be playing there for what we know uh, come Saturday. <laughs> James, um, 
Cobblers fans go into Priestfield on Saturday. Where should they eat? Where should they drink? Anywhere they should avoid? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Jesus. <laughs> um, for away fans, you ain't got much. <laughs> um, there's quite a few, to be fair, there's quite a few away, uh, away pubs around by the ground. Um, we, I, I know um, we've, we've got uh, a, a bar called The Factory that some away fans have, uh, have come into before. Um, if, if, if the, it, that's the main drinking spot of the, of the stadium, if away fans want to come in there, they, they're welcome to, um, it, um, but <laughs> that but, definitely sounded like a, if um, you, if you dare kind of sentence. It, it, well, I, I've seen away fans in there before and there's never been any issues. So, yeah. um, but, uh, yeah, I, I would recommend for away fans, there's quite, there's quite a few pubs, um, down the walk from the station that there are away fans pubs for, and then food wise, there's food in the ground, but um, there's uh, yeah, there's 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 takeaway shops. That actually, there is a good there is a good fish and chip shop on the corner of the road that goes up to the uh, to the to the um, Brian Moore stand the away stand. Uh, try that fish and chip shop. It's a good fish like, and chip shop. Like a good chip shop. Noted. Yeah, tell Jeffy that one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's get on to predictions. And uh, James, you weren't sounding massively optimistic. <laughs> um, so I'll come to you first, just to cheer us up a little bit. Uh, predictions for Saturday. What are you going for? Yeah, I'm going to go for a 2-1 win to Northampton. Right. Oh, Charles. Do I even okay. it out? So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're definitely I'm scoring. Right. Gillingham are definitely scoring. There's no, there's, um, there's no doubt in my mind that they're, they're getting a goal. At I least. think... Um, I think just going back to what James was saying earlier on about how like if we were to get an early goal or two, yeah, yeah, that is kind of sticking in my mind a little bit, um, and that is exactly what I think we need to do for our own confidence, and you know our own form needs obviously a bit of an upturn. Um, do I think we'll do that though? That's the question because the longer the game goes on at nil nil, the more frustrated I think we'll become. Yeah, and therefore the more likely it will be that Gillingham will get something out of it. And like and like you said, I I have to say that I have to I, I do see Gillingham scoring, despite that that terrible goal scored in the league stat. Um, I think because of it is my reason for that. <laughs> yeah, there is that. Isn't there? The Obviously, score, yeah, because of that, yeah, they'll score they'll a definitely handful. Score. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm. I'm going to be positive and I'm going to go 2-0 despite basically that that's more because that's what I want to happen and hope to happen than what necessarily I believe fully but I'm going to go as a prediction 2-0 2-0 I think I'm going to go 3-1 I'm going to be optimistic cool. I think we're going to get the early I think we're going to get an early couple of goals we like to play well first half don't we most of the time how's how's uh, Harvey Lintock Oh guys. yeah, decent actually. Yeah, it's all right. I think Charles. Isn't he? Very surprised right. that yeah, surprisingly uh, you decent, let yeah. him go. Um, I'll be honest. I think yeah, he's he's had a few really good 
good games, considering the fact that he is essentially still a, a youth ga- graduate, isn't he? Essentially, yeah. yeah you th- I think that's the thing. That's the thing I always yeah. forget that he's so young. Yeah, yeah. It feels like he's been he's been thrown in a little because we've had injuries mm. to right backs and he's kind of slotted in. So I think he's probably gone earlier than he would have expected to. But it's, it's been frustrating one, really yeah. frustrating one for us because. Yeah, like you say, shouldn't have been let go and is better than the current right-back that we've got um, in Shay Alexander. Um, I think he's better than him um, because ultimately we would like to see Will Wright push to centre-back because anyone that knows me, I I cannot stand Max Aimer (laughs) for the life of me. (laughs) Just cannot stand him. So I don't want him playing. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, um, it, it's, it's a frustrating one um, because I would have liked to seen him stay and, and and be a regular starter for us. But I'm glad to see him doing well with you guys. Yeah, yeah, it's good kids. Um, I'm going for a Hoskins goal then for that three one. If your right back's not as good as Lin Totti, sorry, as we call it, <laughs> so I'm going to go Hoskins goal. I think we're going to go two nil up. You're going to get one back, and then we're going to nick one on the break, maybe. Hopefully okay. we need it. We need to get back on form, Charles. Come on. Well, yeah, we do. To we've be fair, to, we've got to concentrate on that league now, of course. Well, there's nothing else to concentrate on. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, 3 1, I think I'm going for. Okay. uh, Yeah, James, thank you so much. Maybe we could concentrate on the Fair Play League. Yes, get it in there. (laughs) The Fair Play. (laughs) James, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, A bit of pleasure chatting. Uh, Where can we find you on, uh, you and the podcast on social media? Yeah, uh, yeah, just head to our um, our podcast, the ME7 podcast, um, and you'll find us rambling on. about about all things Jules. We're try we're trying not to be too negative, but um just just realists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. And by the time this comes out we hope you've got a decent draw in the cup as well so you can concentrate on that and, and get distracted by that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, so. but all yeah, all the best in that and for the rest of the season. Uh Charles, thank you. Thank you, Danny. Pleasure as thank always. Thank you. Next week we'll be talking to a Bradford fan after we've got back from the uh, awards. Yes. Shows next week. Yeah. All the best awards, guys. All the best in the awards. Thanks, James. Yeah, it's, uh, if we might be in a position where we might never be a fit state to record, but we'll try. Yeah. You never know. You never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> but, but yes, there we go. Thanks very much for listening, everyone. We'll be back in your ears on Tuesday as we look back on uh, this one and all the other news from Sixfield. So we'll see you then. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.